Yeah, yeah. Curtains closing, y'all. This is my grand finale. All the effort that I've given got me standing proudly. If there ever was a time, this your chance to crown me. But one final fuck you to every man who doubts me. Curtains closing, y'all. This is my grand finale. All the effort that I've given got me standing proudly. If there ever was a time. Good afternoon, morning, or night. Happy holidays. This is going to be the first show I'm deeming on True Exact Radio. A uh, little backstory of what we're going to do here. It's going to consist of music, shows by me, maybe with other people. I'm not entirely sure yet what I'm going to do. Um, we're also going to have shows of other people, a couple of my friends who I think are pretty funny. So they're going to have their own shows under this network. And we're just going to have fun. That's it. Uh, I decided to do the first show by myself in order to clear the air on certain issues. So the first show is going to be strictly me going back into everything that happened, where we started, where I started. True Exact is my alias rap name for the people who know me. Um... For those who don't, that's what it is. So a lot of people who listen to this, listen to me, were fans of my previous podcast and shows of G-Man and the Minx and the Loudcast. And there are people who I still work with or they talk to me, oh, what happened? Are you still on the Loudcast? What's going on with your show? Little do they know that I have not even been a part of that in two years. So this episode here is just going to be a quick backstory, one time on everything that happened to answer all the questions for anybody who used to listen to that show and might actually be delving into this. If not, whatever. I just want this to be only me, the first episode, and that's it. So before I built this glorious basement studio you see here which I woke up one day and just said fuck it I'm gonna do it me and Minx my good friend Nick used to do a show called G-Man and the Minx back in like 2013 2012 around that time um it was a fun show we did it in my my upstairs room at my parents house when I lived there in a square table with about $250 worth of equipment which at the time it was just us bullshitting about topics um, that were happening, sports, stuff like that. Um, there was no no real plan to go further with it except to just bullshit with cheap equipment because we thought it was funny. A lot of people from our hometown knew who we were, um, so they would really be our base, which I guess that's still what it is now. A lot of people from town probably listen. That's pretty much our only fan base. So, when we had the equipment upstairs, it was, you know, pretty much what I have here. This is a little more upgraded, but nothing great. I just want to do it to do it, and shit, everything's unedited. You might hear my dogs barking. You're going to see TV in the background, whatever. So, when me and Minx did it from, like, I want to say August to about February, um, it was extremely fun uh same sense of humor and everything no nothing crazy even though like I tended to piss him off sometimes that was kind of our shtick 
at least that's what I thought. Um, it was kind of me taking one stand, him taking the other, kind of like a Hannity and Combs type thing, if we ever delved into political or racial banter, whatever you want to call it. At the time when that was going on, it was a lot happening in the world, but nothing like it is now. Um, Trump wasn't even existent on the platform. No one even was talking about him. He was probably still doing The Apprentice. When we started it, it had just been right after the, I want to say, Trayvon Martin trial with George Zimmerman. And I tended to take one side, Nick took another. And at that time, I mean, I look back on it, and it wasn't like there was anything crazy said, but the stands I would normally take were completely different to the stands he would take. And looking back on it, I was more in the wrong than he was. It's kind of embarrassing to look back on the stands I would take. And, you know, over eight or seven years, you kind of grow differently. And you're kind of like, oh, that's horrible to go back and listen to. So after one of the episodes where we got in, um, into a debate about something along those lines, I don't I don't know exactly what it was. Um, Lewis, Lewis messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, man, I can't believe, like, this is a cool show. You should have had me on for this topic of discussion. Lewis, he's a black, black friend. So he would have kind of gave his own perspective on it. So we kind of went back and forth on Facebook Messenger, just like, oh, not arguing, but he was giving his side of it. And I was kind of like listening to his side and, or, and whatnot. So that was kind of the first time Lewis had heard us or delve or actually showed interest in us. This is important. So when I moved out of my parents' house, like 35 minutes away, it was a little more hard for me to get back to town to do the show. So we started doing it like once a week on a Saturday morning where I would come back to town and so and so. And I think like I made a joke or I was pissing Nick off and he just didn't want to do the show at that time. Whatever. We you know we've been friends for a while. We kind of always did stuff like that, and then we were just back to normal. It got increasingly more hard to come back to town to do the show. So the show just kind of faded away. That was it. This was probably 2013, 2014. At that time, Lewis was um, taking classes at CSB to get his broadcasting degree, which he accomplished. And he was he would message us, hey, I want to produce your show, the G-Man and the Manx or whatever. But he had this whole idea to platform a network like the Loudcast. That was his name of it. And he wanted me and Nick to kind of do it with him. As, so it was like us three, which we were very – I was very hesitant at first. I was like, oh, we don't have equipment, blah, blah, blah. So finally like, I, I went to his place and we t sat down and talked about it. And I think like <clears throat> he explained how since he was at CSB – he could legit get the equipment and studio time, like, schedule it. So it was about 45 minutes away, but hell, like, let's do it two nights a week or whenever he could schedule. Because at that time, I, I don't remember if he was working at XM. I'm, I'm not sure. But at that time, it was more accessible and it was easier for everyone to get there. So we ended up just like, fuck it, let's do it. So we did a few shows. And it was, it was great. Like we hit it off. Like the, the, the camaraderie was there. Like I still stand by 
Like Nick is the funniest person I've ever met in my life. If he control, if he's in his element and he controls the room, there's nobody, there's nobody more hysterical than Nick, and I'll still stand by that. So we did a few shows. By the fifth show, Nick was pissed at me already uh, with words I had said or used. Now our humor, you gotta, you gotta look at it this way. We hung out from like 2006 to 2008, like religiously. It was me, Minx, um, or from Brian. Uh, my brother and John Jay and a few other people and my friends were at the college. So we, it was kind of us three. So the humor we had at that time, the jokes we would make, we didn't think anything of it because we all laughed at, I guess somewhere along the lines, like the humor kind of changed a little bit for Nick. I, I actually want to give him credit. I think he became like a more aware person and a better person to where like, okay, those words aren't as acceptable as they were 12 years ago. I, on the other hand, didn't really have a filter. I didn't use them in a negative derogatory manner but like i just didn't take them as effectively as he did which i in the long run looking back i probably should have respected it a little more and i've been meaning to tell him that i can't really get in touch with him too much but like i'd love to sit down with him and discuss everything and apologize about some stuff because like i was out of line so I found out at that time, one of the main things, at this point, it's us three doing shows at CSB, um, and Becky was our producer a little bit, and everything was pretty kosher, like, we had a great camaraderie, everything moved, it was kind of like G-Man and the Minx with Lewis, or, but, like, it never missed a beat, or whatever. So, we did a show in 2016, um, with, let me backtrack, so, so then it got to the point where we had the SoundCloud page. Um, we're paying $10 a month. We're doing shows here and there. Then Lewis ends up getting the job where he works now. I, I don't know if he wants it um, talked about or whatever. But anyway, he, he gets the job where he works now. So we now have more accessibility like to do shows somewhat. Um so CSB, in a way, was kind of out of the question now because the quality of the studios now were a little better, and the the the, the traveling to CSB was a little harder with everyone getting on schedule, which is why I'm happy I'm doing this here where I could literally just wake up and do a show. Like, wake up, like, oh, shit, something happened. I'm getting up. I'm doing two shows. It's more accessible, which which kind of sucked with three people doing one show because you needed to get everyone together to do it. So we, we, it was really hard. We'd have to like plan Saturdays to go there um, or Saturdays to go into the city to kind of all get together and just do like three shows. Like, so we were doing three shows at a time just to knock them out to fulfill the week. So at CSB, we were doing like two shows maybe in a day to where an hour and an hour, because we'd have the studio for two days, and then, like, other people who graduated there would sign in and do their show after. So, it turned into, since we weren't really using that place anymore, we kind of had to go into New York to do it, which was a lot harder for everyone. So, there would be some times where we would, it'd be a Tuesday, and it was sometimes pretty random because of the scheduling from everyone, and I'd get a text from Lewis. He'd be like, hey, man, can we do a show at 9 p.m. tonight? And I'd be at work, and it'd be like 8 in the morning. I'd be like, okay, like you can't pass up an opportunity to do this because we don't get to do them that much. So I'd have to text my wife and be like, I won't be home after work. I'm going right into the city to do shows. And God bless her. She was like, 
okay, like do you? So there'd be times where I'd get home, I'd leave work at 3.30, shoot straight to the train station. The train would be like an hour. I'd get, I'd have to walk 25 minutes because I don't like the subway. He, Lewis always used to get on me for this and I'd probably still owe money for some subway tickets. And um, so I'd have to walk there. And at that time, like, it wasn't a go yet, so I'd have to wait a little bit. So I would go to, like, a restaurant or a bar just to get a beer or get a drink. Uh, lo and behold, before the shows were over sometimes, it'd be about 10 p.m., 11 p.m. So I'd have to get back on the train, and I wouldn't get home till like, I want to say, like, midnight one in the morning and i'd have to get up at six or five thirty again for work so it was pretty exhausting but when they talk about i guess like wanting something being on the grind like we were we were everyone was even nick nick couldn't make the new york the new york shows that much and you saw that towards the end like he couldn't make it in as much to do shows but it, it really wasn't a fault of his everyone's scheduling just kind of sucked when you're trying to do this what started to bother me a little was the the marketing aspect of it now when we were paying like six bucks a month or ten dollars a month to keep the website going, um, I felt like there wasn't enough being done. Maybe I built this fantasy up in my head, like, oh, since we have the connections now, since we have the accessibility, maybe like we're a matter of time, we're a second away from maybe blowing up and being our own show, which was foolish to me. And I never held Lewis to it because, like, I know that's it's not on him. You know, it's not easy. He's there to work. He's not there to fucking do other stuff like this is his livelihood and, and whatnot so that's this is like i'm the last thing on his mind which is fine i understand that which is completely acceptable and i and it was like man i'm like we're all coming to the city this kind of sucks with we're getting the same amount of plays on the loudcast as we were as g-men and the minx but we're doing a show in new york as opposed to my room so like this doesn't make sense to me so like i kind of got mad at that a little bit and at the time Nick was about to get, like, a 360 camera, so, like, they had plans to do stuff out there and interview, I mean, at Lewis's wedding, we were, I was gonna walk around and interview people, you know, for the show or whatnot, I think I ended up getting really drunk and puking um, outside in the bushes, so, great wedding, by the way, so, um, so we fast forward to that, and what people don't know is, since I failed at marketing my rap, back in like 08, 09 during like the MySpace era, I felt like I knew what I didn't do right. So I wanted to do it right now. And it just still wasn't coming to fruition. So it was just kind of me being a baby about it and me and like building a fantasy in my head and it not going the way I wanted to. So, I mean, I it necessarily was like just me, all me pretty much. And I'm, I'm okay with that part of it. Then one of the boiling points that happened was, um, which people actually have mentioned to me that they heard this episode and thought of me of like, man, he must be pissed when he hears this. So 2016, we had E-Rock on the show. We were talking about Trump or whatnot. I left the room. I went to piss. As I left the room, things were said about me. I'm not going to delve into it. Things were said about me. And then when I got back in the room, they stopped. I didn't know this was said about me till I uploaded the show. And I was playing Madden the night before Thanksgiving of 2016. The Cowboys were 10-1, and 1, better time in our lives. And I heard it, and I was like, wow, like, uh, that's kind of annoying. 
but I wasn't like mad at anybody except Nick because Nick was in that room when it was being said and I've known him for 25 years and at that time for him not to come into my defense being the only one in that room who really knew me like I knew Lewis in high school a little bit but like we weren't really boys we weren't really that close uh we, we weren't like we didn't hang out that much we saw each other at parties and whatnot um so for Nick not to say anything bothered me at that time so I confronted Nick about it on the air and I, I'm pretty sure it was I want to say it was in Jared's basement we had a show and I confronted it and he apologized and whatnot and I mean looking back on it I don't, I shouldn't have gotten that mad because, like, with me the way I am with the stuff I said, and he even mentioned this on another show, which never, like, the file fucked up. Um, I forget what it was, but, like, we uploaded a show and the file fucked up, so it never got, like, on our SoundCloud or aired. So, he mentioned to me and Lewis, I don't think I should be your defense if you're the one talking, putting yourself in this position, which he is 100% right. And looking back on it, it was unfair to put him in that position. It really was. To be like, all right, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that. Uh, I don't care. PC culture, fuck that. I know I don't mean it this way. But, like, it's unfair to put him in a position to be like, oh, here I go. I have to defend him again. And then I... And then I got... Word, I'm like... I'm like, hey, like, so I text Lewis, hey, we're doing a show tonight, yeah. And he'd be like, I'd be like, oh, cool, is Nick doing a show? And, like, Lewis sent me a text, he's like, I don't think you realize, like, Nick doesn't want to do shows with you anymore. So, like, that was, like, the first time I'd heard that. I was like, all right, it's one of our fights, we won't get blah, 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 it's, we're going to be fine. So that was a case where from February 2017, I have not seen Nick. It's almost going on three years. I've talked to him. I've texted him Simpson stuff. Um, you know, we're still cool. Like, we just haven't seen each other. And he also got married. Congrats. He moved away. He's like an hour away from where I am, so it's kind of harder now. But I have not seen him in two and a half years. So me and Lewis continued to do the show. And February 20... Or, sorry, November 2017... We did another show with Fully Loaded, um, which was uh, me, like the only white dude with three black dudes. And it was fun. It was awesome. It was on their show. Had a great time. And after, I think that was the last show I did with them. So, like, I want to say it was the Thursday after Thanksgiving on 2017. I think the Cowboys were once again playing the Redskins on a Thursday night. They won that game. So I texted him and Nick, and I was like, Hey, just to let you know, I don't feel like I'll ever be able to get over the 2016 show where I was talked about, blah, blah, blah. I gave them all the loudcast passwords, everything. Like, the I'm out, good luck when we were doing a show. It was so fun, you know. I hope there's no ill will. Uh, Lewis texted back, it's all good. So, Nick, I called the next day. I had like a 20-minute conversation with him. It was great. It was cordial. He was just like, he even said, I hope you don't stop doing it. I still want you to like continue doing a show of some sort. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to work on it. It actually took me two years to, you know, get everything together. <clears throat> so that was that. Now, the text I sent, it was a cop-out. I, it really wasn't because of the, the, the one episode, even though I said that, it was more like I was just exhausted. I felt like nothing was happening. 
once again, I built this fantasy up, and that that's kind of it. Um, I've texted Nick a couple times. I actually just wished him happy birthday through Facebook Messenger. He said, hope all is well. Um, Nick's one of my good friends of all time. Uh, I hope he... I don't know if him and Lewis are continuing doing this. I think they did one show after I listened to with them too. Um, I know Lewis is still working where he works. He's doing his thing. He's he's actually like a main... A pretty well-known character on the show he's on now. There's a name for him and it's awesome what he's doing. I've not spoken to Lewis since I sent that text. I've texted him a couple times after and he didn't respond. So I just assume like... All right, either he's really busy or maybe he has some ill will or he just doesn't give a flying fuck. Uh, probably the latter. He probably just... Uh, knowing him, like how I knew him the, the three years... He was probably just like, I just don't got time for him. Whatever, he's doing his own thing. I, I gotta worry about my own shit. I don't give a fuck. So, fine. Um, uh, to part, though, I, I am very grateful if he ever, if you listen or watch this, I'm extremely grateful, and he knows this, I hope he does, for the opportunities he put us in. Like, there is, when I was in my guidance counselor senior year, like, she asked, what do I want to do? And one of the things I mentioned like my goal, I accomplished because of him. Um, as far as doing something somewhere that I never thought I'd do. And when I was there, I was like, you know what? Win or lose, if I don't, if this doesn't take off, wow, I'm here. Like this is amazing. This is actually what I had said I want to do. Um, as stupid as that sounds. So Lewis is. You know, I'm anything, no animosity. Like, I'm very grateful for everything he did, providing the, the studio time and, you know, the, the platform even. Um, he was just awesome at that. So, uh, as far as Nick, I would love to get together with him and just go over everything. And, you know, I was then apologize for what I have to. And, like, it, it really was on me to put him in that position and the fact that, like, we haven't seen each other in three years sucks. Because when I tell you, like, there's inside jokes me and him and this other, a couple other people had, like, there was just so many that, like, I miss his company of just hanging out. It sucks. To And I haven't, I've texted him, like, once a month since February. I don't know if he got a new number. I got a new number, so I don't know if he saved it or not. So I texted him, like, hey, man, you want to meet up for coffee? You want to meet up for coffee? I haven't gotten a response. So I, either A, is ignoring me, or once again, he's busy. We get busy the older we get. It sucks. So that's what happened. That's why I'm doing this because two years without doing it sucks. Like, I just enjoy it. I like talking. I'm annoying. I like making music, which I haven't recorded in like nine years. And it's just there's so much written shit. And I don't care if I'm a little older. You never fucking know. So what I'm going to do with this platform is have my friends on it just bullshit and it's going to be a topical show like if if something happens it'll be episode one the, the phantom menace episode one uh loudcast um information true exact radio episode two impeachment true exact episode three cowboys so it'll be like a 20 minute show of each thing instead of an hour and a half show of three different things where you have to fast forward to get what you want so either you might not even want to listen to episode five if you, it's about Garrett Cole signed with the Yankees, or you might like episode six where it's about Jason Garrett should be fucking fired. Sorry. So that's that. So stay tuned. This should be fun. 
and whatever happens, happens. Goodbye.